This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. It's, uh, what is it? it's Tuesday, September 14th. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time, back with his co-host, Happy. Yes, we are here to bring you the daily financial news. This is a new show that you could count on seven days a week. Yes, seven days a week means seven days a week. We try to do it at 7.30 every day. Usually on Thursdays, we actually do it a little early. Because in addition to daily financial news on this channel, you will get to hear from eight multimillionaires in, involved in the real estate business. One Rental at a Time is not like your other YouTube channels. It's not just one guy talking about his opinion. I bring on uh, eight other multimillionaires every week to talk about the market, what they're doing, what they're doing to help people move forward. So I think it's a pretty unique channel. And if you like this, do me a favor. Uh hit the subscribe button. I'd love to see the channel grow some more. Maybe hit the like button for Happy if you like. If you like dogs, you think Happy's cute, she's two pounds, 2.2 pounds today, I think. Uh, you can go hit the, hit the thumbs up button. Do that for Happy. She would greatly appreciate it. So a couple of things to talk about today. First off, if you are in the great state of California, uh, you need to remember that it is recall, what do you call it, election day? Is it actually an election? I don't know. The recall election is going on today. Uh, if we get more than 50% of people uh, saying yes to recall Gavin Newsom, we will have a new governor. Uh, the latest numbers out of, um, I don't know, the media doesn't look like we have a chance, unfortunately. Uh, but again, we still have a chance. Show up, vote, recall Mr. Newsom. He, uh, he's just all kinds of the wrong politician. He's a liar. He's disingenuous. Uh, he's a dictator, do as I say, not as I do. Uh, he needs to go away. And then I don't care who comes in to replace him. Anybody is better than Newsom, one guy's opinion. Uh, I voted by mail already. Actually, as soon as I got my package, I certainly voted to remove him. So uh, it's an important day. Let's see if we get lucky and we get rid of, um, man, we get rid of him. So anyways. Uh, on to that, it is Tuesday, as I've shared with you over the last three or four days. It is going to be one of three important days. It starts off with CPI, Consumer Price Index. Well, it came in above 5%. It actually came in at 5.3. I believe you and I had an over-under on 5.3. Well, we all lost because it came in on the number. Uh, we were up 0.3% in July. A couple of things to take into account. It appears that the news media wants to spin this as better than expected. It appears they want to spin it as inflation is cooling. I still don't see it. When I looked at the numbers that made it up, uh, there's a couple of things I noted. Let me look at my notes here. Uh, first off, X Food, X Energy, which I always thought was weird because it's a consumer price index. But if you remove oil and food, I, I don't really get it. But up only 0.1% for the month. Uh, pretty crazy. 
Uh, as far as some numbers, uh, gasoline made up the largest component. The last couple of months, the largest component was used cars, if you remember. Uh, used cars actually were negative. Uh, we're negative 1.5%. So the run-up in used cars is starting to give back, just like lumber ran up and gave back. These are all things that will probably give Powell ammunition to say it's transitory, right? It's supply chain. It's not. Uh, it's nothing more than, you know, hey, we shut down, you know, the world, and now we're, you know, starting back up. I still have my. I don't know, significant reservations uh, because inside this number for August, you still don't see rent or rent equivalent. How many times do we need to acknowledge that rent's up double digits in a year across the country for houses and many apartments? And yet rent and rent equivalent housing is not showing up in CPI. I don't, I don't know how anybody could put out a consumer price index and not have rent be one of the big drivers. So it is a part of CPI. I know it is. I don't know how they're calculating it and hiding it. I think it's going to be like one of those whack-a-moles that, you know, or maybe a jack-in-the-box. That's what it is. It's like a jack-in-the-box. You know, you're turning the wheel and it's not out yet, but one month rent's going to come out and bam, it's going to be a problem. So it is, it is very, very odd. Uh, a couple other things to note. Uh, first off, I had made a comment about a week ago that I wanted to load my 50-year spreadsheet because all of you asked for CPI, aka inflation, and S&P 500 or stock market data, and I built that for you. Uh, but yesterday, I uh, loaded it in my free course and my paid course. So if you're a member of my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, just go to the bonus section and you will see it. There's actually two files attached. There's one without CPI, and then there's 50-year plus CPI. So you have both spreadsheets if you want to play with them. To me, the first spreadsheet's more valuable because when I looked at the S&P and CPI, the story got really messy. But the data is there. Enjoy. I cite my sources. Have some fun. And that was Happy Barking. She's saying smash the thumbs up button. We only got nine so far. I don't know, Happy. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, thank you for the kiss. All right, so uh, moving forward. Uh, looks like Oracle released earnings yesterday after hours. Uh, their revenue fell short, uh, but they hit earnings. Uh, looks like they are investing significantly in um, uh, their cloud business where they spent $432 million last year, and they just spent a billion dollars ramping that part of the business. So uh, Oracle is definitely increasing that. Got some notes on on some people looking to hire. Amazon plans to hire another 125,000 people. 125,000 people. And they're saying that the average hourly rate will be $18 an hour. So rough and tough, that's $36,000, $37,000 a year uh, plus benefits. Didn't Amazon also recently say they're going to pay for college tuition? I think that was Amazon. I think they did for all full-time employees. I think they did that. It, I'm sure it's a community college or something, but lots of benefits. This is what wage inflation looks like. You add benefits, you entice, you raise wage, and um, it wouldn't shock me if Amazon has to raise that average as they hire more people because it is a very competitive um, you know, market for talent. Not to be outdone, Kroger. We talked about Kroger the other day, but I did not realize that Kroger is the largest grocery store chain in the U.S. I didn't realize that. They 
obviously grew through acquisition. They own, they have 2,700 stores. I did not realize Kroger was that big. 460,000 employees. And yes, their biggest struggle is hiring. They're looking to hire 20,000 people right now and they can't find them. Uh, this is very interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but I had a viewer tag me on, it was actually a Twitter post, I believe. Uh, tag me on AOC. Apparently AOC was at the Met Gala yesterday. I guess it was yesterday. And uh, she was wearing a, I don't know, a white dress, a gown. I don't know what you call them. But anyways, it said in bright red, it looked like spray paint, but I'm sure it wasn't. Tax the rich. I've never been to the Met Gala. But I'm guessing you got to be rich to go to the Met Gala. So I wonder how that went over. Pretty, frankly, that's a ballsy move. <laughs> that's, uh, she, she's not hiding what she wants to do. She's going she's gonna to go right into the hornet's nest and tax the rich. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give her a point for that one. That was, I think that's pretty clever. I'm sure it, oh, I, I, you know, I, I, uh, I think that's pretty cool. Anyways, I'm not a huge AOC fan, but that was a good move. That was, that was, that was pretty good. I uh, don't know if you've heard this, but I've heard for some builders recently. Uh, if you don't know, builders are having a hard time finishing their homes because of the supply chain. Get this. Do you know what the latest supply chain issue is for builders? It's glass specifically windows windows at this point are on backlog 25 weeks i think it was uh last thursday or friday we talked about builders having dead days basically they've done everything they can and they're waiting for the next input well right now it's windows and it's 25 week backlog hello there are people that have been sent a couple of couple of people, two people that I remember in the last 10 days have sent me notes from their builders basically saying, sorry, we couldn't finish your home. We're waiting for windows. It might be January before we get them. I don't know about you, but windows are kind of important for housing. So uh, it is pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, and again, this is going to hurt builders. It's going to hurt supply. It's going to hurt sales. The, when these numbers happen, it hurts everyone. Um, so it's pretty interesting. And then I want to talk one, just one more second about that video where I was called out by another channel, right? The 50-year chart. I gave you my feedback in a live. I ended up recording. I didn't realize it was almost an hour. Uh, I watched it with you raw. And uh, these are kind of my takeaways from it now that I've had a day to digest. First, if you want more cash in your savings and checking account, you need to become an owner. Uh, when you're an owner, your payments are fixed month to month. If you're a renter, you are at the mercy of your landlord. And trust me, landlords are going to raise rents and they're going to change qualifications and it's going to be harder. So the first thing to realize is getting on the property ladder is, should be goal number one. Get on the property ladder. Save, save, save. Live below your means. House hack, room hack. Do whatever you can. Your financial future is better when you are an owner. You hear happy? She agrees. So first, that is the goal. Two, it is very, very hard to save 10 or 20%. But guess what? If you are an owner, you don't have to. The average owner, I've done the research, is 6% first-time homebuyer. 
but there are plenty, and I mean plenty, of first-time homebuyer three and three and a half percent down. Get off your butt, go learn those programs, see what you can, and it may be hard to find something, but keep after it. The goal is to get on the property ladder. Nobody said it was easy. Stop whining. Do the work. Number three, mom and pop investors drive the real estate market. Uh, at the tail end of that video, it was talked about like mom and pop investors uh, are going to start selling. That is so asinine and backwards. It's not even funny. Mom and pop landlords, generally speaking, are financially smart. Uh, they will have 30-year fixed rate mortgages. They will know that rents are going up and they will not sell because of some silly you know, drop in value if it happens. That's not how buy and hold works. People that think People are going to sell, you know, this whole strategic default, which was a thing in 06, do not appreciate the lending standards and lending products are fundamentally different today. We aren't selling, we are buying. And then finally, a lot of what we've suffered through the last year is because the Fed has artificially kept rates low. And if you are a big Wall Street or, you know, big, powerful uh, public company, you can borrow essentially at negative rates. So if you can borrow at you know, 2% and inflation's 5%, it's negative 3%, and you could go get a 6 or 7% positive yield, the only answer is how much money can I get and I'll keep buying. So again, that interest rate crash video was um, just wrong. Uh, and, but there are, there are takeaways. Uh, the biggest one for me is if you want to be better off financially, it's right in the beginning of the video, sacrifice, live below your means, do the work, and buy a freaking home. Don't listen to these naysayers tell you that housing is going to crash and you're better off waiting. How did that work for you last year? How did that work the year before? People have been waiting for a crash since 2010, but we have been doing the work on this channel. Where are you buying deals? I'm in escrow. I'll probably close tomorrow or the next day on another great deal that produces 10%. It's hard. It's taken me a long time to find these, but I keep doing the work. Stop pretending it's easy. Do the work. Keep going. If you get a no, just keep going. So uh, I want you to get on the property ladder. You may have to house hack. You may have to room hack. Again, remember Todd Baldwin, CNBC, millennial millionaire. Remember him? He room hacked. He bought a five or six bedroom home in Washington, had five roommates at 23. Can you believe how awesome that is? Six years later, at 29, he sells it, puts 300 grand in his pocket, and made 25 grand a year because he had five roommates. Do the work. Get after it. Take care of yourself. Have fun. And good news. I think we're talking to the lum lumberjack today. I think we're going to catch him at 8 o'clock my time. So let's see if that happens. Take care, everyone. Bye.